What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Back with another episode of one of the best talked about podcasts in the world. Big Thuggin' with your host, Hot Boy Turk. And you know, it's another Friday. So you already know, man, it's the Auto Thug Agafield Turk Friday. And today... We read about the gift, chapter four. Everyone has a talent. What is real is the courage to follow the talent to the dark place where it leads. Coming up, it was New Orleans bounce music that I listened to for the first time that gave me that feeling that I could and should start doing my thing. Bounce music begun in New Orleans housing projects and bars in the late 1980s. It was always played at the DJs I went to and was known for his uptown tempo driven beats, call and response style and booty bouncing lyrics. I started putting together raps over the bounce music beats, then immediately I began bum rushing all the DJ parties and dances, letting everybody hear me do my thing. There used to be a lot of up-and-coming new rappers from Magnolia trying to represent Magnolia, but only a few of us were really able to rock the crowd. Brandon, Magnolia Shorty, Six Shot Juvenile, Magnolia Slim, who would always close out the performances since he was absolutely impossible to follow. Then there was me. Not only could Magnolia Slim rap, but he was also a well-respected street nigga. His song, Ah, Oh... I think that's the name of it, was our Magnolia Anthem that always got the whole Uptown hype. And all while Magnolia Slim performed it, the Noya would take their soldier Reeboks and hold them in the air with camouflage soldier rags ready and always ready. And I mean always ready to beat a nigga down without question. Magnolia Slim was like our Tupac and many Noya rappers have been accused of imitating and stealing his style. Back then we had a radio show on Q93 called 9 O'Clock Props where you could call in and host while Wayne would let you rap two verses to a beat while, while Wayne would come on and say, hey, you, what's your name? You're on the radio with your boy, Wild Wayne. Then you'll spit your first verse. Then while Wayne I say the 9 o'clock props is on, tell me where you calling from. Then you'll spit the second verse. I used to kill that show Monday through Friday. And the next morning at school, people would be telling me how hard I was giving me my props. Slowly, I was building a rep for myself. While I was paying my dues in the rap game, I kept an eye on my Uncle Blackboard, who had the streets paying him dues. He was getting paid. Black Boy hurt the mouth in 1995 when he flipped his brand new white Oldsmobile 98 with a blue rag top. It was setting on Vogue's. Everybody from Uptown who was getting money was buying mopeds back then, and Black Boy had bought him a new, a brand new one. His hustling had gotten so strong that instead of him staying out slinging rocks all night like he used to, he had a crew do that while he fronted out and sold only weight. As I got older, my mama became overly concerned with the way I idolized Black Boy. With that, she become 
so strict on me that I used to complain that she was treating me like a girl, but she wasn't trying to hear that. She known and seen too often what the ills of the projects would do. Anytime her motherly instincts told her that we were a new side of the know you're bound, she would step into the doorway and yell, Turk, Travis, Rhino, y'all get on in here. Man, that was embarrassing to have to punch the clock and go in the house all early. But looking back at it, we loved and respected Mama to the fullest. And the fear of her that she instilled in us was for the best. I still can't remember exactly how I got the nickname Turk. But as I developed my flow throughout my middle school years, I would always refer to myself as Turk in all of my raps and the name stuck. I was on a rapping rampage, throwing down at hops, DJ battles, talent shows, parties, anywhere there was, an available microphone. The rap game was bubbling real hard for the Uptown Project collectively, and some real heavyweights were doing their thing, including Master P and his No Limit Soldier, thus making the rap game a realistic pursuit for young niggas like me from those same projects. If they can do it, then so can I. Football, however, was still my first love, but right after practicing stealing my football tugs, I would catch the bus down to the local studio to polish up on my flow. New Orleans rap and a desire to get my mom out of the hood were the two main motivating factors that kept me focused. I knew the odds of making it into the NFL were slim, but I didn't know how, how slim. I had a million to one chance of getting drafted. My plan B seemed more realistic and without my control. The first rap I remember writing is a song called This Is For Them Soldiers that I dedicated to my friend Bussy, who died after being hit by a car. This is for them soldiers out there wild magnolia. My nigga Bussy was a soldier from the Noya. He died at a young age, 13 years old. I was 14 years old and attended Green Middle School where I met B. Jizzle. At this time, Cash Money had already signed him and a member of their group called the BGs, which also included Lil Wayne. Since everybody in middle school knew he was signed with Cash Money, BG had all the girls, which pissed me off, making me immediately challenge him in a rap battle. I had all kinds of rhymes for Wyatt at any time, and I would diss him BG and the BGs hard. Because to me, they held the title by already being signed with cash money. I looked for whatever I could do to create momentum. And since BG was from the 13th wall and I was from the 3rd wall Magnolia, I made it a 3rd wall thing. Wards are simply neighborhood boundaries. Since the 1800s, the city of New Orleans was divided into 17 wards. And I was repping 3rd wall to the fullest. Cash Money had a full roster that included Miss T, Pimp Daddy, UNLV, Mr. Ivan, Lil Slim, and their second female rapper, Magnolia Shorty, who introduced me to Slim and Baby while we were all at a DJ in the Noya. Magnolia Shorty stayed in the Noya, too, right across the courtway from me. I consider her as my play girlfriend, although it was only for a short time. She was real cool. Magnolia Shorty kept it 10 times 100 and was like, say, Slim, this young Turk that I was telling y'all about. Slim asked me to hear something, and I did my thing to this day. I still can't remember what balls I spit, but whatever I spit got me a business card from Slim, and the rest was history. I went from paying to see rappers in concerts 
to going on stage and backstage with the Cash Money family. I went from riding buses to local studios to being picked up by Baby and his black Lexus and taking the Cash Money's plush recording studio on Canal. Now I was Cash Moneyed up, rolling with one of the hottest labels in the game and the hottest label in New Orleans. When I came on board, Juvenile was there also, and his Soldier Rag album was Cash Money all of the day. That meant everybody on the roster was to focus and make a contribution to the success of Juvie's album. And if you fumble, then that was on you. Everybody would be given the opportunity and the same rules would apply. Therefore, Juvie's Soldier Rag album was the project that I made my official debut for Cash Money Records. I dropped the chorus for Juvie, You Did That Song, and I had a 16 on Spitting Game. Now, my first live performance was nothing that I could have prepared for. Might I remind you that I was still 14 years old, standing in front of a lawyer cash money crowd inside Club Whispers, located in New Orleans East. This wasn't the hops of rap battles that I was used to doing my thing in. The entire club was packed to capacity with grown motherfuckers, and I wasn't old enough to come anywhere near this place. The DJs I went to and performed that were always packed with people, so all this did was prepare me to rock any size crowd. I ain't never scared, so being nervous was never an issue with me. Every time I rhymed, I was in a zone. This was really the first time I had gotten a glimpse of how much power and respect Slim and Baby had amongst other street niggas. That was one of the advantages of being with Cash Money. We broke all the rules. Baby and Slim had to talk mom into letting me perform that night under one condition. I had to be back home before it got too late. Yeah, right. This was Slim and Baby. They called mom out of the concert at 3.30 a.m. And she was pissed and promised me that I would never do another concert. But I was young and thugging. So after a few weeks, I was back in the studio without mama permission. But Slim and Baby didn't know. For about two weeks straight, I was getting dropped off in the Noya every night and sneaking on a fire escape, going through my window without my mama knowing. After climbing through the windows for a few weeks, it was about that time to come clean with mama and get her blessings to attend our up-and-coming concert at the House of Blues, which was also a birthday party for baby. Mama slept on my request for a few days and finally said that since I was staying out of trouble, I could go. The crowd and energy in the House of Blues had the crowd that whispers faded, but it was packed just the same, and everybody was there representing their set, uptown, downtown, 17th, 10th wall, and the 13th wall. The perfect element for a perfect storm, but fighting and shooting were normal. There wasn't one show without it, but none of the drama seemed to ever spill over into any other cash money business. Now, looking back, there were definitely elements that the cash money artists, including myself, were naive to, specifically regarding the people who were responsible for the frontline protection of cash money affairs, like one of the original hot boys, Gangster, who was also from the Noya and got his name for putting in work. Gangster gave Slim and Baby the idea of naming our group the Hot Boys, Juvie, BG, Wayne, and me. Since it was originally for them doing it Gangster, Hot Bezo, and Mosquito, they were doing their thing thugging. And we're doing out, and we were doing ours lyrically, just a younger version of what they represented. Slim and Baby acted on the idea. We put it down like never before, and the Hot Boys was on fire. With the formation of the Hot Boys, we traveled to Houston, Texas to record our first album, Get It How You Live. We were so hungry inside the studio competing with each other, bringing out the best in everybody, that it only took us a week to complete the entire album. 
Since we were in Houston, Pen and Pexel, the company Master P did a lot of business with, handled our album cover shoot and design, allowing us to kill two birds with one stone. In 1997, our Hot Boys album, Get It How You Live, dropped. We did in-store appearances at Peaches and Odyssey's record store. Crowds of people came out, lines of smiling faces of fans ranging from teens to adults. The feeling was surreal, knowing that people had taken time to come see us and spend their money on music we created from our lives in the streets that molded us. Some of the people had to stand in lines for hours sweating to get a glimpse of us. We sold every album, Peaches and Odyssey, couldn't keep our album in stock. And it was the same story in hundreds of stores across the country. We chased the album release with shows all over the South. And there it is, you dig? Another reading, man. The auto-thugography of Turk. About my life. You know? Might rough a few feathers, man. You know what I'm saying? As I read along to the next few chapters. But hey, if you're a part of my story, man, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. One thing for sure, I'm going to keep it 10 times 100. You feel me? With all my fans, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to Big Thuggin' Podcast. And y'all make sure y'all stay tuned next Friday, man. Chapter 5. I'm going to talk about them cash money churn. You dig? Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, hotboyturk underscore 32. Follow me on Twitter, hotboyturk, the number 32. And follow this podcast if you're not following. And make sure y'all go get my album, man. The Realest Hot Boy. And if you can't wait for me to read through the book, you always can buy the book directly from me. Just cash app. Venmo, however you pay, and I get the book directly to you with a signed autograph, or you could go to lulu.com and get the ebook, hardback, or paperback. The Auto Thug, I can feel turk. Y'all already know what it is, man. Thugging. <laughs>